with Manning and Mo. We haven't done one for a while. Brought to you by The Body Shop. Adult uh, entertainment and adult relationship enhancement facilities where you can go fuck other people. It's a good time. It's fun. You should always go fuck other people. Even if you're in a monogamous relationship, there's no such thing. Go fuck other people is what I believe. Now, you, you, you Nick, you don't... Uh, when, when you're not doing porn and you're in a relationship, it is, it is monogamous, right? It depends on who I'm in the relationship with. It's like, yeah, but I mean, are you cool with their, if, if they say, nah, I just want it exclusively you and I, you're cool with that? <laughs> I, that's a tough question. No, you, you, I'm, I'm really not cool with that, no. <laughs> you're, you're, so, you, sometimes I'll put up with it for longer <laughs> than others. But I don't see you as the kind of guy who go, would go out and cheat, right? Like you would just break it off and go do what you wanted to do. Or am yeah. I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't see any reason to try to hide things from people. It's like you, when you know me, you get in the game. And I suppose if I'm in a relationship with uh, Mrs. Wright, then I'm willing to put up with more than in others. But since I've never been in a relationship with Mrs. Wright in my whole life, uh, I'm not uh, holding my breath. Did, did you ever think maybe the problem is you? <laughs> and you know why I say that? Because I'm beginning well, to... It, 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 Mo, it may be, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because I, I'm beginning to really sit here and think that it is... It's not impossible... Because I'm sure there is a, a Mrs. Wright or somebody for somebody out there everywhere. But I, I'm beginning to really just not believe in in anything when it comes to love or, or togetherness or anything of the sort, to be honest with you. I, I really am. I'm just like, you know what? It doesn't fucking exist. It really doesn't. Because everything always fucking changes. And this is the worst part about a relationship. All right? I don't know how it is in your life or your realm or everything else. right? But in my life. And I think in normal civilian life, you go through that fucking honeymoon phase and everything's great. And then everything fucking changes. Like, here's the problem that I have. And you've, I mean, I stayed at your place for a few weeks. Uh, we were in Texas together for a few weeks. You've been at my house for extended periods of time. So you kind of see how I am day to day, uh, how I work and how I integrate that into what we're doing on a, and let's call it the normal life part of the day or whatever. And I'm pretty, would you say, would you characterize me as consistent? No, you, yeah, you're very consistent. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So now I'm a constant in a relationship consistent. I don't do all that many things, but the things I do, I take them seriously and I do them well. And I try to mitigate all the drama in my life by how I behave. Right. Now, right. Yeah. This is what happens in every relationship, which is the death knell. <laughs> right. Uh, outside of my home, I am treated like an international superstar. 
Like right. you see, you see those old videos of the Beatles and they get off the plane or they're somewhere and the, everyone's chasing them. Ah, right, that's yeah. how my life is outside of my house. And inside my house, I'm treated like the fucking dickhead next door. So yeah, it- uh, I don't really need to put up with that for any reason. So I'll just go be single. Well, let, me, let me ask you, are you one of these, I heard it, it said one time, and it makes sense, but one of these people where you know who you are, but when you're at home, when you're, tra- so you have a, you have a, an issue with being treated like a, like a regular person. It's not like a regular person. I'm treated like the kick dog. <laughs> so I go, I go from set or outside or some club or some function and everyone's like, Nick Manning, you're the coolest motherfucker ever. And at home, my chick's like, you're a fucking loser. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I, I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm a loser. <laughs> Dude, so you right. Go, <laughs> chicks treat you the same way they treat everybody else. Yes. And it's crazy <laughs> talk because it's what? like, you know, the options I have. I don't no. have to sit yeah. here like some guy you're dating who works in the marketing department. I can be out with the fucking hottest chick on the planet right now. And I choose to sit here with you. And because I've made that choice, now you call me a loser. Wow. (laughs) So in my mind, I'm like, oh, you're just defective. And there's no reason for you to be my girlfriend. Wow. I, I, I'm actually shocked that you're treated like normal men in a relationship. Like, well, like, it doesn't start out that way. And here's another reason. And I think we've talked about this on the show before. Uh, in the beginning, oh, I'm with Nick Manning yeah. and all the girls are gaga. And everywhere we go, guys are coming up, <laughs> dropping loads. It is so much fun. And then once you become my significant other, then all of that makes me a jag off. I can't believe those girls are so rude. They'll just come up and start telling me how much they love your cock. That's that's my fault. Right. So again, fucking you're done. See ya. Kick rocks. Next up. Somebody (laughs) else's daughter. Kick rocks. Because there's 7 million hot bitches who want to be you. I'm not interested in putting up with your fucking lip. That's crazy that you that you deal with that like everybody else. You know, yeah. It, you know what it is, man. It's like um, I I bring this up a lot. I I really think it's the truth. But women are so used to always being the center of attention when a when a woman gets involved with somebody who is getting more attention to, than them. They don't know how to handle it. And, and every and, time. And, and since and you, I only date hot girls, they're all spoiled. And right. so they're dating some guy who's a four or a six or maybe <laughs> a seven. And they think they're going to treat me like him, like right. bossing them around. Like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? It's like, Are you high? I, I love how you bring up consistency because I, there's no such th- there. There's not a lot of people who believe in the term consistency where you just that you just do the same thing you have to do 
don't don't uh, sway from it. Don't don't change it up. Your consistency is the key with everything. Just be consistent and you'll be fine. I don't understand why shit has to change. Just fucking be the way you were. And that's the end of it. Because guess what? That's the fucking person I fell in love with. That person. Yes. Fucking cunt you are now. I I, 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 that person, the chick who would just get in the car, take off my fucking uh, zipper and suck my cock a little bit, or let me put my hand in, on her tits or something while we're fucking driving. Now you fucking do that. And it's like, ah, people that are watching, people could see, people going, fuck you, man. This is the shit. This is the shit I fell in love with. If you acted like the way you act now, back then, we wouldn't be together because this isn't who I fell in love with. It always fucking changes with shit, and I don't get it. I don't understand it. And that's, well, that's a- and I'll tell you something else. I'll tell you something else. In any relationship, I don't fucking need anything from the chick. All I need her is to that's, be that, that- a loving girlfriend or wife or whatever they are. It's like, I don't need your money. I don't need your stuff. I don't need to ride your fame. I don't need any of it. I'm entirely self-sufficient in every way, shape, or form. I've, like I said, I've lived alone the uh, thirty-plus years of my life. So please tell me what you're doing. Okay, you can cook better dinners than I can. Well, uh, great. I'll go out to eat. Right, not to get. <laughs> so, in, in, in saying that, what is the point of now of you? getting in a relationship like normal people again the second income is good you know there's certain things that you're getting consistent sex if you want to say that you have whatever but you have all of that without a a girlfriend or a wife well well, some sometimes you okay first of all for me it's a little difficult because uh the okay scripture tells you that you cannot be unequally yoked which means that i'm a zealous believer right and i mean right. you got an email from robert bayone oh yeah I telling right you there. about some of these things so when you're a zealous believer and then you're with a non-believer that never works because they just think you're fucking stupid and crazy and you show your God's a joke. And then they start blaspheming and I get pissed off. So now the, in order to find someone that I could be equally yoked with, that's a very, very small pool, especially among good looking, sexy women. Okay. <laughs> so every now and then one of those shows up like a needle in a haystack And I try to give the relationship the opportunity because when two or more are gathered in my name, he is in their midst and they can do great things. So I like to align myself up to the spiritual wagon. It's not for the worldly things. It's because I like to live in a home where God's here with us. Okay. So uh that's probably the only reason that i ever get involved in a relationship one of these days you and i have got to have a show about this this religious stuff because i'm going to be honest with you you and i are totally different when it comes to the religious aspect of of anything to be honest with you but i'll tell you what it is i this is where our country's so fucked anyway i respect your opinion you know, it, it's it, I, I respect your belief. I respect what you do. And and that's and that's fine. I don't believe a lot of the things that you believe in, but I still respect, respect it. 
You know, okay. I, now, now, Mo, I, I, I appreciate that. However, I tell you, go ahead and read Bayonne's email. Now, this isn't just me like, oh, Manning's making these things up or he thinks them or what. It's like, here are people that witness these miracles happen or in our presence right into you about them. Yeah, but they no, the guy this guy did write in about it. I saw dude, I saw it for the first time yesterday. I don't know what the fuck it was. All right. I, I think I saw a meteor last night. It was crazy. I'm 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 walking outside. It's dark. It's around seven o'clock. And I was just walking from a store to my car. And in the sky, it wasn't way up like a fucking star. It was like in the sky. And it didn't seem like it was very high up. I, I actually waited to hear an explosion. I saw something appear, like bluish with a tail, and fly for about maybe a second or two, and then it like it just it disappeared. Could but I was be. Like, I mean, I was like, it's got to be a meteor. I you know I said it, it had, I've never seen anything like that. It wasn't a comet. You would have seen it. It would have been way up high. So whatever this was. It, you could tell, it, I, maybe I saw it in the entrance of the atmosphere or whatever, where it was the coolest fucking thing I ever seen in my life last night. Speaking of, I yeah. that a miracle, but man, was that wild. Yeah, I, never, well, I, I mean, I've seen shooting stars and things. Yeah, and it's this, fucking, all right. I think I've seen a UFO fly over my jacuzzi one night. Uh, no. it, was go- it was going so fucking fast, it couldn't have been anything like in our so Air you, Force. Do you believe in UFOs then? Uh... Or do you believe in alien the, life? The Bible is full of instances where they talk about uh, people being visited by things in a wheel in a wheel. I don't know what you say then. Right? I wasn't now, there. Some of your <laughs> things you say when you talk about the Bible or whatever, and I don't, I don't want to stay on that. I want to do a whole show on this one day. But you sound like more of an Old Testament guy when you the, with the things you talk and your beliefs. Okay, well, Jesus fulfilled the Old Testament, so we have a New Testament, but that doesn't what? invalidate the things that happened in the Old Testament. But I thought, but I thought it did. I thought it kind of did away with the Old Testament. No, I, I mean, it was history. These things existed. They happened. Yeah, but I'm talking about, like, being stoned to death on your father's doorstep if you're not a virgin on your wedding night. That, that kind well, of but shit. But that has nothing to do with aliens. That was just no, uh, no. part of the it, law. Right. No, I'm not saying it has to do with aliens, but like like Leviticus. I always get into Leviticus with shit. And again, there's so much shit with Leviticus. Like I hear you talk about, you know, uh, abominations and, and things of that nature or whatever. And I'm like, well, in the same, you know, in, in the same, you know, whatever, a, a book or whatever you want to call it, like Leviticus, there's a lot of other weird shit in there, too. Like if you fuck a chick in your period, you should die. Okay, you know? well, Mo, let, let's understand something. Imagine, I mean... It's impossible to understand the capacity of God, the creator of the universe. However, let's just say for shits and giggles, you're God. You just flooded the world. Uh, The moment the people got off the fucking ark, they started building the Tower of Babel, practically. Uh, And again, it's the time before time, so you don't know how long. But right away, their predilection was to start disobeying what God instructed them to do. So uh, he decides, I'm going to pick Abraham. I'm going to have a holy people separate from everyone else that is on the earth. I'm not going to wipe them all out again. But from this little group, 
I'm going to spread the knowledge and o- obedience to God through that group. Well, the only thing you could possibly do is run it like the Gestapo. <laughs> because, right? Do you have, because nobody wants to do it. You have to make them. And then Jesus comes, dies for your sins, washes us all clean in his blood, and now we can live in the New Testament treating each other accordingly and being obedient to, uh, I guess, the power of love. So how does non-monogamy play into that? Because according to the Bible, you're not supposed to cheat. uh, I didn't say I was going to stop sinning. I just said my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm not perfect. I'm not Jesus. I'm just some guy. And the truth of the matter is, uh, I didn't have any other opportunities, Mo. So uh, God never really bashed anyone for earning a living. (laughs) All right. right? That's all I was trying to do was I don't know what else to do. I'm earning a living. All right. Let me me get to this this email here. You can see me, right, Nick? Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I have... uh, Something on my on my screen, so I can't really see you. You're I have doing the... that thing again with the. Well, it might just be internet. Hear me better now. Yeah. All right. All right. So this is the guy. Now, what's the deal with this dude? He's just a fan of yours, or what? No, uh, Robert Bayonne was the guy. Which is another thing with the two two five seven and only fans. You have to have very specific paperwork when you shoot porn. Right. ID. It's like every I has to be dotted. Every T is crossed because you never know when you're going to get an FBI audit and they're going to tell you that you're making illegal movies. Okay, so this guy, Robert Bayonne, found a niche in the business where he was excellent at the paperwork. He developed a database. He keeps all everybody's shit in order. So none of us get arrested. So that was his role in the business. Prior to that, he was the talent coordinator for vivid and he's the guy who uh put me in my first vivid movie so we had he lived at manning manor for a while and he wrote to you about the things that he believes all right so let me read this um it starts off by saying i was known as robert and i worked behind the scenes in the biz uh i was living with uh, I was living with Nick and Stacy Valentine at the original Manning Manor in Silmar, uh, yeah. along with a random whore, <laughs> junkie or friend who Nick would take in uh, like a stray or as a favor. I still keep in touch with Nick and Stacy Valentine, but not nearly as much. Um, hang on here, but not nearly as much as I mean to Stacy and I both agree. This was truly one of the best times of our lives. Nick and Stacy were like the older brother and sister. I never had. I love them both to this day. And there's nothing I wouldn't do for either of them. And I think they feel the same way about me. Uh, I met and knew Nick long before living with him in the original Manning Manor in Silmar. I still remember the call from Nick. I was forwarded while working as head of the production office at Vivid under Marcy Hirsch. I think I knew her. Isn't her husband Steve or something? Isn't that the guy that was married to Ray Lee? No, that's uh, Steve's brother was married to Ray Lee. Steve is Marcy's brother. Okay. I remember them. They're from Cleveland. They're from the Cleveland area. 
I was no okay. It says my name is Chris. Back in the day, when I uh, when, when I call the golden years, a time in the legend, a legendary story and career of Nick Manning, as yet an unwritten but a but a time three people cherish and reminisce about to this day. I was known as Rob. Okay, we got to that part or whatever. I still keep in touch with uh, Nick and Stacy Valentine, but not nearly as much as I mean to. Stacy and I both agree this is truly one of the best times of our lives. Nick and Stacy were like the older brother and sister I never had. I love them both to this day, and there's nothing I wouldn't do for either of them. I think they think the same thing about me. I still keep in touch with Nick and Stacy, but not, okay, did I read that part? Yeah. I met and knew Nick a long uh, long before living with him at the original Manning Manor in Silmar, I still remember the call from Nick. I was forwarded while working as head of the production office under Vivid under Marcy Hirsch. I probably lived with Nick longer than all of his ex-wives combined. Um, that's probably a true story. <laughs> I literally picked up the keys for Manning Manor in Simi Valley and spent the first week or more there with Albert, our cat brother. Uh, Stacy had moved to her own place, so it was back to Nick, me, and Albert at Manning Manor in the Simi Valley with plans of Tabitha Stevens joining, um, but that ended up never happening. I remember you with Tabitha. I, you, I actually talked to her one time through you. Oh, cool. Uh, I literally picked up, okay, I have personally heard, witnessed, and experienced miracles with Nick Manning. He is the most God-centered person I have ever met outside of my own father, and I proudly tell people this. While Nick Manning may be a persona to a uh, to an extent, there is nothing fake or disingenuous about his belief in God. He is 100% a true believer, and God works through him, despite what you may think of his career choice. God is with him. God is in him. And God uses this imperfect vessel of a man to do his work on earth. And while Nick may believe that God's punishing him, it's not only because when God chooses and touches you in this way, it's hard to understand appreciate and see the good you're doing for others. Recently, I began feeling the hand of God in my life and I started seeking out someone to discuss with, uh, discuss this with. After talking to several people to no avail, I called Nick after the first time, um, after the first 10 minutes of how are you doing? Catching uh, Nick's immediate, catching up Nick's immediate I immediately knew the topic of my call without me telling him God's plan. We spoke for over an hour in fears um, and I previously were dispelled and things were never more clearer. I could go on and on about how many times I've seen the power of God working through Nick. It's simple miracles uh, to far more complex unexplainable miracles. And I've witnessed these types of events with him for more than 20 years. The stray cat, Charlie found at a gas station. We spelled wrong at a gas station uh, with a broken leg who, who we were told would never walk correctly, completely healed. Having a no look door policy or no lock door policy at Manning Manor because we understand the house to be blessed and guarded by the Holy Ghost. You didn't lock your door? Never. Jesus. Manning Manor. Be- <laughs> you just did that so bitches could come in and suck your dick. Who are you trying to get? I mean, come on now. The fuck? I, I wouldn't lock my door either. If it was a, a fucking turnsicle of fucking hot ores coming in to suck your cock. I, my door would be open too if I had that problem. 
<laughs> yeah, it was the Holy Ghost. Or it was, or it was just chicks coming over to blow me. Um, <laughs> Manning Manor. Why do you think that'd be mutually exclusive. <laughs> Manning Manor uh, being spared from being uh, destroyed by a fire. The time I asked him to pray for my business partner via text, I still had the text. Who was dying? And Nick was watching Jimmy Swaggart. Fucking Jimmy Swaggart. Uh, speaking in tongues. He translated it and told me my business partner would be healed. And he was for over six years. Nick sees himself as a humble, uh, dutiful servant of God and feels his mission is to help others, particularly the most lost. I'm currently overseas with an unknown future. And I asked Nick if I could um, be his uh, prodigal son and join him in Miami half jokingly without hesitation. He texted back telling me to get the fuck out of where I was and join him in his newest version of Manning Manor, Miami beach. This is who Nick Manning, the man of God is on the podcast. When Nick was describing sex as an energy transfer things. Uh, this is again, an example of a man touched by God who has an intimate understanding of who and what he is to his fellow human souls in spiritual and sexual ways. The sexual spiritual side is also 100% genuine. If you're lucky enough to get past Nick Manning heel persona, uh, your life will be changed. And uh, while he's imperfect, conflicted, a sinner, a jag off <laughs> and a riddle wrapped in this guy, when he this is exactly who you are. A a riddle wrapped in a paradox. That is a, that is a brilliant w adjective way to describe you. A riddle wrapped in a paradox. The one thing he is without question is a true believer and man of God. That is wow. I find that I, I, find, I find that really interesting how he said that because I've always said you're an, you're like an anomaly. You're so there's you're it's you're an odd person you're not in a bad way it, it just you are and i know you believe and i know what your mentality is and it's very easy to call into question and see this is kind of what i do and I, i'll be honest with you nick i i because i respect you and i consider you a friend um i like like we were talking about i treat you differently than i would a normal person because I, I, if it, if it was a caller to my radio show or whatever, I would just destroy them because of hypocrisies I see or whatever. It was kind of like when I had the Westboro Baptist Church on my show, and I I destroyed I, I destroyed uh, you know them because their the hypocrisy is insane. But with you, I know that you one hundred percent believe in, in in everything and i and you are a me trying to explain you to people is is a tough thing to do because everybody does know the nick manning the heel that persona they do know that part of you and that is a big part of who you are even in real life outside of porn or whatever but i've seen you do the most like holy shit things um Giving a hundred dollars at a Brown's tailgate to a homeless woman is a prime example of that. Like, you know, if you, I think I even told you this, if you go back to that day, we all saw that woman coming up at the Browns game 
And my dad was getting ready to fuck with her because we were going to, we're like, all right, get out of here. My dad would get a job or whatever my dad would say kind of shit. And he was getting ready to say something. And I looked at him. I said, don't. He's like, he gave me, he gave me a look. I go, just don't watch Cause I had already seen you going to the van to get your wallet. And I'm like, Nick's going to give this woman money. I just know he is. That's what, and you gave her a hundred dollars and she was ecstatic. Now, whether she was really homeless or going to buy drugs with her, whatever it was, who knows, but you did do that. I've seen you in Austin, pull your car over to the side of the road and give money to a guy who was begging, you know, in, in your Jaguar. I've seen you do this shit. So to explain that to other people, to explain what a really what a good person you are. Now, I, I, I almost take away the, the religious aspect of things because I feel you could be a good person without religion. You know, you don't need that. So I do. You are genuinely a good person. Like you've said things before about being in porn. And it makes sense even reading that email where. There's who who's more lost than women in porn. Like you've said that. So if if being a, I, I guess, trying to see both sides of everything, it would make sense that you were sent to change the lives of the most lost and abused or whatever people on, on earth. And not to say that all women in porn are like that because they're not, there's some brilliant minds and women and, and men and they're in porn that aren't there because of drug issues or, or whatever the fuck they might be daddy issues or whatever, or whatever it is. There's people who are brilliant who are in that industry, but there are a lot of people who are you know, fucked up. So maybe in looking at it like that, man, you know, Listen, who who am I? Listen, I don't know anything. All right, I have my beliefs, but I don't know anything. You know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that I was sent anywhere, right? But I think that's a whole message of Jesus and being a Christian is besides all the I can lay hands on you or pray for you or fix Charlie's leg or I mean that's not me doing it anyway. That's just what God's doing through me at the moment. That's why you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, because, I mean, Peter would walk by people and his shadow would hit them and he'd be healed. Paul would touch a handkerchief and send it in the mail to someone and he'd take the handkerchief out and be healed. Like, these things are not new. I'm not the first one who could ever do them. Watch Oral Roberts. I mean, when he was alive, he, how many people, he laid hands on so many people he had to have shoulder surgery. Yeah, but yeah, listen, there's a, there's a guy so, on it. I guess my point is, my point is sometimes you're just in a place and people need a friend more than anything, right? It's like, uh, well, yeah. there's been plenty of times when everything wasn't fucking perfect in my life. Maybe I don't have the same problems the working stiff has, but my life isn't perfect. Hubert, uh, Bayonne calls it an imperfect vessel of a man. That's exactly right. what I am. And how many times have I been on the phone with you and just something you said made me feel better? Oh, yeah. That's no, sometimes I, that's all it takes. Right? I, you know, I, I've seen you drive it in my car and just out of the blue, you just look up and start doing, you know, this kind of stuff where it's, you know, I, I like I said, Nick, I, when I have my own beliefs, but I'm, I'm also the kind of person to say, I don't know anything. And it, nothing fucking pisses me off more. Then when people try to push their shit, their beliefs on somebody when they don't fucking know. All right. It drives me crazy. Just like ultra religious people. Okay. Uh, they, they push their shit on you and they tell you you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Now they might think that you are, and maybe they are right. 
Okay. It's the same thing if you like an atheist, somebody like that. They they mock you for believing in God or they mock you for or whatever. And it's like, you, you don't fucking know. You might think you know, but you don't know. I I mean, it's like I know right now I see you on a computer. I can prove it. I can take a picture of it. I can whatever. You know, people who talk out of their ass don't really fucking know. And then well, they try you to. Gotta, you also have to realize sometimes, Mo, that it's not okay. When I tell you some things, I'm telling you some things because I'm Nick Manning and you're Big Mo. Those are two people having a people conversation. Right. Sometimes when those religious people or whatever you want to call them do what they're doing, it's the Holy Spirit telling you something through them. Now, I'm not saying that's always the case. I'm not saying some of them aren't hypocrites. Here's what I'm saying. I believe every word that is in scripture. Not only the words that are in the King James Bible, but I've read the Nagamati Library. I've read the Dead Sea Scrolls. I've read the Keys of Enoch, the Book of Enoch, the Book of Jubilees, the Gospel of Thomas, uh, some of the ones that are kicked out of the Bible, whatever. And all scripture is uh, edification for reproof, I think is one of the things that maybe one of the apostles said, okay? So, um, I believe every word because it was divinely inspired. That takes out that whole argument. Well, some guy wrote it. Not if it was inspired by the Holy Ghost. You were just sitting there and you wrote down what you were being told or guided to write. Sometimes you tell somebody something and it's just what God is telling you to do. Now, I'll tell you, I've baptized three people now in my life. Only one of them was I kind of intending to do it because we discussed it. The other ones, like, out of the blue, I might have been fasting, not even knowing why I was fasting, and then reading the Bible, and something said, ask them if they were baptized. I asked them, they said no, and I went, I asked them if they wanted to be, they said yes, and I went and baptized them. (laughs) So... Do I think that the fasting somehow makes me holy? I don't think that at all. What I you don't think maybe you you're sometimes when you're sometimes when you're doing something like that, all it is for me is God knows I'm serious. Uh, I, 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 Nick, I, Nick, I'm fucked up in the head. You know this, right? You're you're well aware I'm fucked up in the head. <laughs> So when you're sitting here talking about baptizing, I just see you jacking off over somebody's face going, oh, yeah, baptizing. <laughs> like, I'm like, is that how you baptize somebody? You just fucking facialize, you facialize them? I don't. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm, trying, I'm taking you seriously. I really, this is why people hate me, because I understand you're being serious, but all Actually, I can do. it's funny. I'm sitting right by <laughs> What I do is I take the Wayne T. Jackson whole right. water. And I put okay. that in the tub with the water out of the tub. I've, seen, I've I take, seen you do. I take the wooden cross that I got in a kit from Jerusalem, and I throw that in the water. And then I take some of the Wayne T. Jackson or Jerusalem holy oil, whatever I have at the time. I throw that in the water, and then I tell them to uh, repent of their sins. Who the fuck is who's Wayne T. Says. Who is Wayne? Uh, T. Who is Wayne T. Jackson? He was anointed in the uh, healing ministry of Oral Roberts, so he lays his hands and does miracles on people. You He's ever, like uh, Benny Okay, I remember. Um, I remember being at your house one time, Manning Manor, and there was a fucking hot chick. 
I mean, there's always there always says you had banged her, but then you were talking about how you uh ba- you bathed in holy water or whatever. This girl, when you said that, she fucking melted. I was like, this fucking pimp over here. I mean, you know, it's like, who the hell would even think to say something like that? And I know it's true. And she looked at you like, oh, my God, like just fucking Gaga over there. Like this guy's so spiritual and sweet. And like, <laughs> I didn't I like, even notice that, Mo, so I can't oh, tell you who might have been. She was uh, she's like, oh, it's the coolest. Like, she was like, she couldn't believe it like it was you, you had a moment where they were talking forever about it and i remember sitting here thinking before this is the first time i was at your house so i kind of knew you i kind of knew about your religious stuff but i'm like he's fucking blowing smoke <laughs> he's just whatever now I, I know it's true now uh you ever you ever see that guy ernest angsley that yeah. dude he you gotta check this he's he's actually from the area but he's big time. He's a televangelist. He's been all, he's a million. He has a, his own private jet at the hangar at Akron Canton airport. Like he's a, he's a, he's actually the guy that turned Marilyn Manson anti God because his mother worked oh. for this. His mother worked for this person, but okay. he, he does the same thing where he say he hurts his shoulder. But you believe that these people are really bapping people on the head and healing them. Oh, absolutely. Then why is it Nick? That doesn't make any sense. Because, Mo, you got to realize something. What God does doesn't have to make sense to us. So whether I lay hands on Charlie and Charlie gets healed, well, that was God's will. If I lay hands on some other guy and he doesn't get healed, well, it's not God's fault. That's just his will. I didn't do anything wrong. He's just doing his thing, man. Well then, why didn't you go see one of these guys when you're with your shoulder or, or whatever instead of getting your 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 um injections or whatever? Why didn't you just go get touched by Oral Roberts? Well, because uh, I mean, I don't think that I haven't gone to Pentecostal and Catholic churches and tried to get healed. I have. I've been touched by several people. Now, uh, have I ever been made whole? Which is the goal? Because some people get healed, some are made whole. Um, once you're whole, it's permanent. So that's really my goal. I've had people, I've gone to church, uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning when I had a afternoon game and after the mass, they've taken me back into some room and some Pentecostals laid hands on me. And I went out, went to the batting cage and got ready to play. That was a very... Uh, typical ritual for me for about two seasons. That, uh, and, uh, that, do these guys know who you are when you go in there? Like, uh, you know, that's, I guess, do they know who you are when when you go in there? I mean, I, I doubt that they Sometimes. do. I would just because I know I know people are you know kind of ostracized you know from from churches and whatnot so i just wonder what their reaction is when when it's like this guy's a, a fucking porn star i mean like do they well, try to tell how you are, Mo. some preachers understand that sin is sin and it doesn't matter now uh i've also heard other preachers say this and this makes a lot of sense uh the preacher said well why would i have these people in here and god told them he's like so where would you prefer that the sinners are all out in the street or do you want to get them in here where you could help them? Yeah. I mean, listen, yeah, you want the sinners to come to church. 
they always have the right answers. I mean, I, I, will, I will grant you that. They have the right answers, and a lot of shit makes sense. It, it, it does. You know, I've said this before, Nick. When it comes to me, I don't, and I've had this conversation with my father. We have, you know, deep conversations. And I, I love my father, but I feel he's a hypocrite at times because I know who my dad is. And I know he loves, you know, going to the strip bars with me or hang, hanging with porn stars or, you know, doing some of the crazy shit that I've done. But then he goes to church and he's going to be religious. And I've said to him, I said, you know, if you really believed, you know, that that this is the ultimate place to be, I don't think you would risk it with with, with certain things. We all make mistakes. But when you're blatantly like making the decision to throw on uh, or go to a strip bar or cheat on your on your wife or, you know, it just, it, whatever it may be, that is a, 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 what I would say a pretty easy decision to not do if you really believe you're going to the eternal place and, and we're going to see your God and everything else and the most wonderful place in the world, you would think that that would be enough to stop you from doing that, that said sin, you know? So he and I get these conversations. I've said to him, I go, you know, I think one of the reasons I am a terrible, miserable fuck. Cause I am, I'm, I'm a terrible, miserable, miserable person. Okay. It's because I don't believe in God. I don't believe in it. So I believe everything you get out of uh, this world is what you're getting now, and there is no afterlife. So if I'm not succeeding in doing what I want to do now in this life, then it's over and done. So that's why I, I am the way I am now. Every day, if I'm not doing what I think I want to be doing or being a success or whatever, then I fail this day because I'm never going to get it back. Well, well, here's the problem, Mo. God does not see your uh, worldly success the same way you do. I understand, God but I don't believe see- God sees you successful or not based upon the fact if you're saved or unsaved. Well, and that's what I'm saying. So so basically you're measuring yourself with the wrong metric. Well, right. Because I don't be happy doing that. Right. Because, but if I, I think if I did believe in God and I did have faith that I would see it better and I'd be a happier person. So it's not that I, it's like all this, you could be doing all the same things you're doing now. You could be sitting there talking to me. And if, you had God helping you, everything would be wonderful. Because right. you don't have God helping you, the same situation sucks. 